Hi, and welcome to Real Talk with Rachel, with my wife, Rachel Gilbert. Did you know that God has a unique call on your life? But things like fear, insecurities, and lies keep us from experiencing God's best. This podcast will consist of real talk about real life with real people. We pray that every episode brings you one step closer to your original design so you can confidently pursue your God-given dreams. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, and today I have the honor of speaking to one of my dear friends, Diana Burks, about expecting blessings in the midst of difficult circumstances. I think all of us can raise both hands and say we absolutely have or are working through some hard times. So I want to encourage you to lean in to today's conversation that I had with Diana. I am going to warn you, go ahead and get a box of Kleenexes and keep them nearby. We chatted a little bit about her mom in the episode when we recorded and I am sorry to say that her mom has actually since passed away but Diana wanted me to tell you it has been such a beautiful time it was a beautiful going it was a peaceful going and their whole family is just at peace knowing that her mom is dancing with Jesus please just lean into this conversation at the end of our conversation we talk about a ministry Diana has that's called G3 Ministries and I actually had the privilege of speaking at that event just last night and it's a ministry for young girls God's Girls Greatness so please stay on to the very end so you can hear her heart for that and then please go check out their website. And if you're local to DFW, make sure you check out those events. They've got another one coming up at the end of April. All right. So let's go ahead and jump right into this conversation I had with Diana Burks. Hey, Diana, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Rachel? I am doing awesome. I am so excited to have you here today. You were one of the very first people that God put on my heart uh, last year when he asked me to start a podcast to have you on here. So I'm, I know our time is just going to be blessed and anointed. Amen. I'm super excited about your new podcast and I'm honored to be on it. Thank you for asking me. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just get started how we do with lots of people and just have you tell us a little about yourself, just who you are and what your family is. Great. Um, well, my name's Diana Burks and I live in Keller, Texas, and I grew up in Lubbock, Texas, so I'm a native Texan, and I love living in this area of the country for 19 years. I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and met my husband there, and I have three children. My husband and I have been married 21 years, and it'll be 22 years this summer, and he is a really amazing man that I felt like the Lord brought directly to me after many years of prayer and waiting on God's timing. And then we had three kids in that were born in Albuquerque. And so I have a 19-year-old son, a 15-year-old son, and a 12-year-old daughter. And all in fun stages of life, junior high, high school, and a freshman in college. So I'm excited about just the season of life that my kids are in and our family is in. And I love doing ministry at Gateway Church, involved in women's ministry there with leading groups, small groups and Bible study and really enjoy seeing God just move in women's lives and open up new avenues for them to understand his word and to be real. I really love how he is moving right now in my life and through the women that I'm in community with. 
I love that. So you guys lived in New Mexico, right? Yes. Okay. And how long did you guys live there? 19 years. Wow. And what brought you back to Texas? I love Texas and have always, because I grew up in Lubbock, wanted to be back in Texas to raise my family. And I felt a stirring in my heart from the Lord, really all along in our early years of marriage, longing to want to be here in Texas, but settled where where God had me for the season that he had me in, in Albuquerque. I just kept trusting him with that season and saying, Lord, you have me here on purpose. You have many things you want to show me. So I just embrace where you've put me, which was Albuquerque. But I still had this longing in my heart. And I had a friend, a childhood friend that I grew up in Lubbock that had moved to South Lake, Texas and was going to Gateway Church and started telling me how much she loved Pastor Morris and gave me some tapes of Pastor Morris. And I started listening to them when we were in Albuquerque. And it just was the seed that God used to start stirring in my heart even more that I really wanted to be back in Texas. We went on a two-year prayer journey of moving from Albuquerque to Keller, Texas, without any family here or without a job here. It was a real leap of faith, which is a whole nother story, but a leap of faith that God brought us here to be a part of Keller and this community. So it's a really fun story to see how God has us in places and times for a season and for a reason. Wow, I love that. And I believe you and I met on a trip to Scottsdale, right? Is that where we first met? Yes. Okay. Yes. So one thing about Diana is I remember that when I very first met you that you are just so full of the spirit and our, I felt like even though I barely knew you, you know, just meeting you for a few minutes, our spirits and our hearts just connected. And that's just something that I wish every single person listening to this podcast could just sit down to talk, have coffee with you because uh, you were just one of those people that when you speak, you just need to lean in and listen to what the Lord is saying through you. So that's why I'm very excited about what we're actually going to chat about today. And you had mentioned that you're passionate about living in expectation of blessings during difficult seasons. And I think everybody listening, I know I'm raising both hands over here, can say that we have definitely walked through difficult seasons. And so I would just love to hear more from you about where your heart's desire for this, to see how other people, you know, walk in those blessings during difficult seasons came from. And if you have any personal stories you want to share about that. Great. I do. Um, And likewise, Rachel, I feel the same about you that when we met, I want to lean into everything you have to say so much full of wisdom. So uh, as far as difficult seasons, I think we all have many stories and seasons that that's happened to all of us. We're, we're not alone in that. And that's part of my message today is that I, I want each listener to feel like, you know, if you are in the middle of a difficult season, you're not the only one going through it. There is, there is an end. It will, it will end at some point. Yeah. And so one of the things I wanted to share is one of the most difficult seasons I ever walked through was the death of my brother. And he died at 40 unexpectedly. Wow. And because he was an older brother and he was six years older than me, I had looked up to him my entire life as a pillar of my life, a leader, a godly example, somebody that I strive to be like really as a hero. 
And when he suddenly passed away at 40 and his wife and kids and were left behind and just, he's my only sibling. I really felt like in that season of my life, some of my foundation was beginning to shake. Even though I really trust God and I do love God, even at that point in my life, that's been 11 years ago, I felt like when it began to shake, it, it started to um, awaken some things in me that were buried that I didn't really realize were there. One of those being fear, and fear came like a storm. Mm. <laughs> it was really a very not fun experience. I, I suffered panic attacks. Um, I really thought, I'm trusting God. I've got a handle on things. But through the process, uh, a few months after his funeral and after his services, I, I was just driving down the street, and one day, it just came in like a flood, a flood of fear that I had no idea where it came from. I wasn't expecting it. I felt like I was doing my very best to handle the situation and trust God. But fear attacked me so fiercely that the panic attack, and, and I don't know if you've ever dealt with panic, but it's so real and it's so severe. And I know it's a big issue for a lot of people these days that it's hard to understand until you've dealt with it. But it's the symptoms are so strong and so real that it's terrifying. Yeah. It's very terrifying. And when that happened, it caused me to lean into God more than I've ever leaned into him in my life. And even though I've been a Christian all of my life and served him since I was a young child, I really felt like at this season of my life, when my brother passed away and that fear came in, the Lord began to do more surgery in my heart and work on these areas that I was in denial that I didn't have fear or that I that I could handle things and and really at that time I needed to run to my fortress I needed to run to God and say you know what this is so much bigger than me and I cannot do life on my own just trying to walk and be a Christian in my own strength I have got to have more I've got to have more. And that's when I really felt like that through that difficult season and through that trial, he awakened in me more strength and more of his grace and more of his power that I could experience that I'd never experienced before because of this situation of, of battling fear. It brought about this opportunity to see God differently and to experience him differently. Oh, that's so good. Wow. Tell me a little bit more about your panic attacks because you um, definitely hit on something that I feel like a lot of people struggle with and definitely don't talk about it to other people. And so tell me more about those and how the Lord helped you to overcome those. It was honestly a battle. I wish that I could say I prayed one time and they went away, mm -hmm. but that isn't the real story. The real story is, is I had to fight mm -hmm. and I had to fight the good fight of faith. It was difficult, but in the midst of the difficulty, I felt the Lord. I felt his comfort. I felt the God of my savior, Jesus, closer than he's ever been. Even though I was so desperate and I was feeling so alone, I could still feel his presence. What that looked like was, is, when a panic attack would come, it's kind of like an outer body experience. And so it's really hard to describe, but heart racing, mm -hmm. sweat, sweaty palms, a lot of sensations in, in physically in your body that happen 
where all I could do was call upon the name of Jesus. There, there's not a lot of clarity even in my thinking at that point. And so being able to have a verse that I could read on a, a four by six note card and read it over and over and try to get my mind and my eyes to focus on the word of God was really all I could do. And I could say, Jesus, Jesus. Sometimes when we don't know what else to do, we call upon his name, even when we feel like I don't even know how to pray at this moment. And there were moments that I felt that way where I didn't even know how to pray. I just, I want to encourage our listeners today that, that even in your darkest hour, he's there. And when I would battle through this, I would just keep doing what I knew to do, which was call upon the name of Jesus and get scriptures that were life to me that would say he's not given me a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of sound mind. And I would say them over and over and over. And when it would come, that's all I could do is pray. And I would ask him for help. And I would try my very, very best at that moment to command it to leave. Fear be gone in Jesus name. But in the midst of it, I had to fight for that peace. I had to really fight for it. That's so good. I think that's so good just to draw our attention to that, that there, there is a fight. There's a spiritual warfare going on and just the active part that we, we play in that. So that's so good. Okay. So you kind of already hit on this, but do you have any other practical tips that you would give to someone currently in a tough season, whether they can relate to your season or not? What would you say to them? Well, I do because this happened 11 years ago that I suffered panic attacks. But the Lord set me free, and he did deliver me after about a four-month battle where I kept calling upon his name to bring deliverance. And, Lord, please take this away and set me free. Your word says that I don't have to live in fear. Why do I still feel it? Why is it still there when your word says I don't have to have fear in my life? And when he delivered me from it after that four-month battle, one day I was in the shower And to make a long story short, I was in San Francisco on a vacation that I had battled severe panic attack on the flight going to the vacation. So severe that I really didn't, I I was begging my husband to drive me home. To not, I could not leave my children. I could not leave the house. I could not even get on the airplane. We got on it and I had a severe panic attack. I get to San Francisco and I beg him to rent a car and drive me home. It was, it was at massive heights of panic. It is all I can describe. I kept knowing that the Lord is faithful and his word is true. Even above my feelings and above my circumstances, his word trumps everything that's going on in my life. And I believe that with all of my heart. Yet the symptoms of fear were so real. And so we were in this hotel and my husband and I had been down to work out the early morning workout and go to breakfast. And I went up to the hotel room after a workout and I said, I'm just going to go get in the shower. You go ahead and go down to breakfast. I need a few minutes by myself and I'm just going to put on some worship music. I got in the shower and I put on worship music and I just began to cry out to the Lord because I knew we were going to San Francisco that day. We were going to drive across the bridge and I literally was in utter terror of thinking about driving across the water over that bridge to go to downtown San Francisco. And I cried out to the Lord and I just said, God, I I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I need you so desperately to come in and take away this fear. I cannot do it. 
And I, I heard him. I was in the shower, and worship music was playing, and I heard this still, small voice say, I've already done it. Wow. Will you just reach out and receive it and take it? Just take it by faith. That's all I'm asking you to do. I've already done it. Reach out and receive it. And I put my hands up in the shower, and I just said, God, I take it. You've already given it to me, and I receive it. And Rachel, it was so amazing. It was literally like a blanket. Wow just dropped off of me, a heaviness, a heaviness just fell off of me. And I started rejoicing in the shower. Like it is gone. It is gone. Like I could feel like this weight just leave me instantly. And I started praising him and saying, Lord, you did it. You did it. It is gone. It was supernatural. It was miraculous. And I literally jumped out of the shower, threw on some clothes, ran downstairs, went to see my husband downstairs. He was eating with some friends that had gone on the trip with us. And I said, God did it. I'm finally free. He freed me of panic. He just delivered me in the shower and I received it. And I'm, I'm, I can do this. I can drive across the ocean. I can drive across these bridges today. I'm so excited about what God just did for me. Wow. I mean, it was so amazing. I, I just want the listeners to hear that God wants us to be free. He wants to deliver us. And it's more me that was the one that had to listen and hear what he was trying to give me and receive it by faith, just like I did salvation, just like I do his love for me, is I just needed to receive that he wanted me to be free. Wow. What do you think keeps us from receiving that? I really feel like our mindset and the hindrances in my own mind of the belief system of my limitations of not believing that God is bigger, even though I might say I believe God is bigger, but my eyes were so on the circumstances mm. and on the fear itself that I was having a really difficult time putting my eyes back on God and saying, God, you're bigger. You're bigger than anything going on in my life. It doesn't matter what the circumstances look like, whether it's my finances, whether it's fear, whether it's a sickness, whether it is a relationship problem, whether it is a circumstance, whether it's an inadequacy or an insecurity. He's so much bigger than what my eyes can see right in front of me. And if I will take a step back and begin to just dwell in his presence, worship him, thank him in all things, pray and give my request to him, be anxious for nothing in my mind. That's what the word tells us to do is be anxious for nothing. But in all of my circumstances, look to him, make my request and my prayer known to him. And the peace of God is going to come in and it's going to rule my heart and my mind and my soul. And it's a process for us to get to that place sometimes because our mind is battling and our mind is where the battle is. And Satan's constantly trying to put fear and doubt and unbelief in our mind. But we got to go back to what God's word says and say, you know what? The truth is, is God is on my side. The truth is, is that he has replaced any fear in my life with faith. And he's taken away fear and he's given me love and he's given me peace and he's given me joy. And I've got to focus and set my intentions and my mind on that constantly. That's so good. Yeah, because really the next question I was going to ask you, and I feel like you've already touched on this, but if you want to add anything, you can. But what is the truth 
that God says about blessings, regardless of our circumstances. So I know when we're in a tough circumstance, sometimes the circumstances can just feel like they're staring us in the face, you know, (laughs) and they just, they rear their ugly heads. And if we're not careful, like you said, we end up staring at the circumstance and not at God. So do you have anything else that you want to just say, practically speaking to that, to keep our eyes off the circumstance and on, onto God? Yeah. Well, the last thing I'd really like to add is that I'm, Finding myself back in a difficult season and a difficult circumstance once again. Mm-hmm. My mom right now currently is on hospice. Oh, wow. She's been on hospice since Thanksgiving weekend, the week before Thanksgiving weekend. And my heart hurts for it. It's very difficult season that I'm in. Mm-hmm. She's suffering right now and she is very, very near death at this moment. Wow. And she's been my best friend. Other than Jesus, I'll try not to get too emotional, but she's been my best friend. Yeah. And it's super hard to watch her die and suffer right now with a disease that's taking her body. She's 77 years old. She's loved the Lord her whole entire life. And she's lived a life of joy, serving him and ministering to others her entire life. And sometimes the questions that come up on the inside of us is, God, I don't understand Why, God? Hmm. I believe that you're the healer. I believe that you can do anything. And so sometimes I wrestle with these questions and these circumstances that stare us in the face and that seem so discouraging and full full of just really sadness and despair. But in this season that he's had me in, there's a couple of things he's told me. Repeatedly, he has said, give thanks in all things Hmm. and in all circumstances. That no matter what, that that he is God. And if I will look to him with trust and with faith, that he can turn any negative circumstance, any situation that I feel is so bad and so negative that I don't understand, he will use it and he will turn it around for my good, even when I can't see it right now. But I'm going to choose to put my eyes on him, that he is good. And even when I don't understand, he loves me. And nothing, nothing can ever separate me from the love of God. Nothing can separate my mom from the love of God. She belongs to him. She's going to be in heaven with him. And this earth is not our home and we're passing through. So in this difficult season, what I'm choosing to do is focus my attention on him constantly all day long. I mean, and it is an intentional decision in the midst of watching my dad care for my mom 24 hours a day and being there for him. And I'm an only child now because I lost my brother. So in this situation, I could resort to fear like I had to battle before. Mm -hmm. But the Lord has been so gracious and faithful that he's caused me to remember and look back that all the faithfulness and all the ways that he's brought me through when it looks like I'm not going to get through, that he is faithful and he will do it again. He'll do it again over and over and over. His faithfulness will prove true. So I would recommend to all that are listening, everyone, to remember the faithfulness of God. Look back and say, God, you did this and you did this and you brought me through this and you brought me through this circumstance, which I thought was so dark and awful. And yet you brought me to the other side in victory because you've made me more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who infuses strength on the inside of me. He's so gracious. He's so loving. And he's he's the God of all comfort. 
And even in the midst of our despair, he can bring comfort and he can bring the peace that only he can give that we so desperately need and the world is looking for. The peace that passes all understanding. Wow, this is so powerful. You know, one thing I also love about when we walk through tough seasons, how he surrounds us with friends who remind us that, hey, God is good. God is faithful, you know, and remind us to keep our eyes focused on him and not the problem. And and even just you and I chatting here today is therapeutic for me because um, not too many people know this, but actually in two days from now, my dad's undergoing a pretty serious surgery and I'm wrestling. I'm in a tough season, honestly, like just really wrestling. And, and I just know me listening here to you is charging up my faith and getting reminding me just to look back and see how faithful the Lord has been. So I'm very excited for everyone to get to listen to this. I know there's going to be a lot of people who can relate to exactly what you're talking about. Amen. Well, I just feel like There's a lot of people going through difficulty right now, whether it's health or whether it's relationship with a a family member or even in their finances, just believing that, God, you can come through for me and that you are faithful. And even when it might look different than what I was hoping, even in the circumstance with my mom, I was hoping for a different outcome. I was praying for a different outcome, but I know that God is still good and I feel like that one of the things that can help all of our listeners in these difficult seasons is to listen to podcasts, to listen to encouraging words. I can't tell you how much I fill my heart and my mind with other people speaking life into me. I've got to have it right now, Rachel. I mean, I I literally can't even make it through a day without listening to encouraging words from the word of God through through podcasts, through reading the word, through a phone call conversation with a friend, and one of my favorites, through listening worship, worship and powerful worship songs that are really ministering to me right now, a couple of them, just to put them out there for our listeners, is Surrounded by Michael W. Smith. I love that song where it's saying, where I'm surrounded by what looks like many enemies, which wow. is the enemy, Satan, and all of his schemes coming at us. I'm surrounded and protected by God himself. And I love that picture. And I literally go through the day with that picture in my mind that no matter what's coming at me, God has got me and he has surrounded me with his hand of protection and his faithfulness and his goodness. And nothing can separate me from his love. That's so good. I love that. And actually, I got the devotional that you recommended by Joyce Myers. What was that? The 365 Demon Yes, called. it's called My Time with God. Yeah, that one is amazes me because every day I'm like, huh, this is right on for today, you know, so <laughs> Lord, yes. he, he works that way, so. It is, in fact, speaking of Joyce, one of the books I'm reading right now is called Unshakable Trust. Mm. It's called Find the Joy of Trusting God at All Times in All Things. And this is a timely book for anybody that's going through a difficult season. I would love to offer to give one away today. I do have an extra copy. I, I really love these books. This I love Joyce and her practical way of talking about real life. And I feel like yeah. it's a, a resource that's really helping me right now with questions and wrestling with can I trust God even when I can't see and my circumstances seem so difficult? Is he trustworthy? What is his character and nature like? And it's it's a book that is a great resource to just help us go back to the truth. Okay. And what did you say the name of that one was? 
Unshakable Trust. Unshakable Trust. Okay, yeah. So if you're listening to this, we will give one away, and you can just check out the show notes to see how you can enter to win that copy. Okay, so one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about before we have to get off here is you are writing a book, right? Yes, I am. Okay, tell me a little bit about that. I am in the process of writing my first book called Ignite Your Influence. The way this book came about, it's a little bit long in the making. It's been seven years since the Lord first put it on my heart, but he has seasons he wants us to walk through sometimes before a completed work because he's the author and he's the finisher. And so even though it's been a process of him putting the dream in my heart. It wasn't till about a year ago that I started writing it, but it's about influence and the power that each one of us has the ability to influence others for the kingdom of God. We have the ability to look at others and say, God loves you and God has greatness on the inside of you. And I believe that he wants to use each and every one of us with all of our inadequacies and all of our insecurity that we think we're not able to be an influencer. He's called every single one of us to influence our family, our friends, our community, and the people he brings in our life. It's on purpose for his purpose that he has caused us to say we have the ability to influence others to come to know him and to live their life serving him and enjoying fellowship with him. So that's what the book's about. And it should be releasing for sure in 2018. Awesome. I love that. I love that you said that he brings people in our life on purpose for his purpose. Yes. That's so good. Okay. And then one other thing actually I did want to ask you about is you have a ministry for young girls, right? I do. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, it's called God, Girls, and Greatness, and super fun. I'm passionate about uh, our younger girls really learning to grow up in God, to be the young ladies that God has called them to be. They have the ability to be influencers in their world right now, and just because they're young doesn't mean God can't use them, and he's got a plan for every young girl and his design is for them to know how worthy they are, how beautiful they are and how uniquely he designed them, that they're so valuable. And really that's the heart behind God, girls and greatness is for them to recognize their identity, that they are so valuable to God. And from that place of identity, they make their decisions and they walk out on the path that God has for them, that his path will lead them to perfect peace and righteousness and joy. And I mean, it's the best life possible if they will walk in the way that God designed. Even from a young child, they will walk with such fruit in their life, such joy in their life and and really be blessed from their young years of following him. It's possible in the world we live in today to be sold out to God from a young girl all the way up through adulthood to say, God, you are the reason that I live. And that's what I'm teaching the girls to do is to have an intimate relationship with Jesus and let him become their best friend. I love that. Yeah, because I have two girls of my own, and so anytime I see someone who I just love what they're doing in that area, I, I want other people to know about it because it's so, empower- so powerful and so important. The events are a lot of fun because we decided what got put on my heart was to have a party because girls love to do parties mm-hmm. and 
to make it really fun and colorful. I love design and I love bright colors and I love parties as well. And so I took all of those elements and designed a creative party for girls to invite their friends to come to and that they could experience a couple of different things, walking in their identity in Christ, knowing who they are in Christ and learning and growing in that. If they don't know the Lord, they get introduced to the Lord there so they can bring their non-Christian friends there and then they can have fun and games and music and crafts and activities and just a creative four-hour party of a lot of fun and learning and growing in God. That's awesome. I love it. So where can people learn more about not only these events, but then also just you and what you're up to? Well, I have a website. It's called IgniteInfluenceMinistries.com. And I also have another website, godgirlsandgreatness.com. It's actually godgirlsgreatness.com. Either one of those websites will tell about my upcoming events. I have some blogs that I've been writing this year, and I'm just really excited about the release of the book that I'm working on this year. I'm just looking forward to great expectancy, even in the midst of all the difficulty that I told you I'm in the midst of right now. I know that God is on the move. And good things are coming. And I feel like that word um, hope. I love the word hope. And in the Amplified Bible, it says it's a confident expectation of something good. And I just believe that's what God wants to deposit in our hearts, even when we're walking through difficulty or circumstances, that he has good in store for us. And then if we will put our hope in him, that he has good expectation. We can be expectant of all the good things he has in store for us because he's a good, loving father and he's the giver of every good gift to us. And so that's how I'm looking at 2018 with more expectancy than I've ever had before. I love that. Yeah. And if you're listening, don't worry about writing those down. I'll have all these in the show notes. So you don't have to forget. Diana, I just want to finish off today by clearly you are very anointed and especially in this particular particular area. So I just want to finish today by having you pray over our listeners, particularly the ones who might currently be in a tough season that they're walking through. I would love to, Rachel. Father, we just come before you right now. I thank you so much for every listener that's tuned in. Lord, I thank you that it's not on accident, but it's on purpose that you had them tune in to hear your words today. Not our words, but it's directly from you. You are the God of all comfort. Lord, you know every circumstance. You know what people are going through. You know what I'm going through and what Rachel's going through, Lord. And Lord, that you see everything. You don't miss a thing that's happening in our heart and in our mind and in our lives. And Lord, you care about the details. You care so much about the details, Lord, that you want to show us that your plans for us are for good and not for harm, but for a hope and for a future. And Lord, even in the midst of difficulty, I pray that every single one of us, every listener would feel your presence right now. They would feel your comfort and your peace right now. The peace that only you can give, Lord. I pray that it would guard our minds and our hearts. And Lord, even when fear tries to knock on the door or discouragement or despair or any kind of just despondency is the word that's coming up, Lord. I just pray that that would be gone in the name of Jesus. If anyone is experiencing panic of any kind, any any type of negative anxiety that is weighing on them right now, I, I just pray in the name of Jesus that it would be gone and it would leave in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you are greater 
greater are you that is in us than the enemy that is in the world. And that includes any type of attack that Satan would launch against us in our minds, physical bodies, in our hearts, in our souls. Lord, I thank you that you reign and rule above everything. Any kind of depression, Lord, has to go in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that we would fix our eyes upon you. Every listener, Lord, would take their focus and their attention, and they would set their minds on you and you alone, that you are greater than any circumstance going on in their lives, and your love for them is stronger and greater, and nothing can separate them from the love of God. I thank you, Father, that you hold us firmly in your hand, even when we can't see, and even when we feel like we're alone, we're never alone, you will never forsake us, and you will never leave us. We give you honor and glory today, and I thank you for every listener that will be filled with courage today, the courage and the goodness, and the Father, you alone, Lord, will comfort them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Jesus is in this place today, that's for sure. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, that's so good. Well, Diana, thank you again for being on. Thank you for sharing your heart and being so real and authentic and just speaking life um, into an area that does not always get talked about. And I'm excited to see the testimonies that come from this podcast. So, Well, I thank you again, Rachel. It was such an honor and a privilege for you to ask me to be on your podcast. And I love what you're doing. I love every single thing I read of Rachel's. I'm like, yes, yes, amen, amen. I love it. You speak my language. And so just continue to do what you're doing in your calling because God is using you mightily and I'm so grateful that he has connected us thank you I appreciate it <laughs> all right well we will chat later okay sounds right. good okay. Bye-bye. bye didn't you just love that conversation with Diana I know today's was a little bit longer than usual but there was just so much yummy goodness in this one I could not edit any of it out so hey thank you to those of you who have left an iTunes review I read each one personally, and they bless me every single time I do. And if you haven't had a chance yet, please go ahead and do that if you don't mind. It helps people just like you who've been blessed by listening to this podcast be able to find it. I will chat with you all next time on the next episode of Real Talk with Rachel.